You're listening to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I'm here to help facilitate conversations around what it means to step into your confidence so you can live the life you want, not the one you think you should. Join me as we talk about body and self-acceptance, nutrition, movement, and mindset so that you can uncover what dulls your sparkle so you can shine. With that, let's go to the show. Hello, my friend. Welcome back. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so excited that you're here. First, I want to start by saying thank you. And I'm so proud of you for taking this time, for taking the next 20, 25 minutes to really focus on yourself and your personal development, your well-being. And I want to applaud you for that and to say how honored I am that I've out of all the millions of podcasts that you're listening to this one. Wow. That, oh, I can't even tell you how much that means to me. If you're new to the show, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I am a holistic empowerment coach, which means that I've got a lot of different ways and tools that I use to help empower women. And I actually have a really, really exciting announcement that I'm going to save for the end that has to do with that and a new way that I'm serving. And I'm so excited to tell you about it. Oh my goodness. But first, uh, I just wanted to give you just a like 20 second background. I have been a personal trainer and nutrition coach for over 10 years and have spent the last three years really diving into mindset coaching and combining all of those because we are holistic human beings with unique stories and needs and traumas and wounds and obstacles and blocks and and all of that. And I I love holding space for people to to feel like they can do the work, that they can show up authentically messy, um, scattered, frustrated, wherever you land, to just show up and be seen and heard and validated. And the podcast has always been a place for me to tell it like it is and to not blow smoke up your skirt, but to really say, hey, like this is what I've seen work in my decade of of helping people change. This is what I have seen work. Now take it with a grain of salt, run it past what works for you. And if you find something of value, then amazing. I'm so glad. And I really want to just encourage you just to, to stay present and stay open. And even if there is something I say that you're like, well, I don't know about that, Kim. I always welcome feedback. I love it, actually, when someone's like, I think you're wrong. I'm like, awesome, good, because I'm human. I make mistakes, too. I misspeak, misstep, misrepresent. Like, I make mistakes fully, and I want to own them. And I love talking through different obstacles and challenges. That's I, I love that. So, you know, I want to hear from you. You are important. You matter to me. Your voice matters. Your thoughts matter to me. And if you've been in my my following, my audience are very long, you know that I mean it. That 
my audience is so incredibly important to me. So all that to say, today's talk, let's just, we're just going to dive in. We're going to talk about your body. And I want to start by telling you a little story. So my mom, Chris, she real she really struggled with her body, like hardcore. And maybe like your mom, she was just in a place where she just didn't like it. Every time she saw herself in the mirror, I know that she just had a whole litany of negative thoughts that ran through her mind and things that she had been told, beliefs that she had that kept her feeling frustrated and feeling stuck in a body that she didn't want and a body that felt out of her control. And so she would try to control it with diets and restricting food and then binging because she got sick of restriction and then finally just giving up. And I learned a lot as a little girl watching her and watching her struggle. And there was one particular time that she had bought this size 14 Jessica McClintock black velvet dress. And it was beautiful. I remember it. And it had like three quarter length sleeves, a zipper in the back, and like a little baby slit in the back. It was beautiful, this dress. And my mom dieted so hard to fit into it for my dad's Christmas party. And the night of the party, I remember so vividly, I must have been maybe 10 or 12, and my mom asked if I would take a picture of her and my dad. And it was one of the first, and I think only times, that my mom asked me to take a picture of her. I think maybe that's why it stuck out so much. And as I took the picture, I could just see that it it wasn't enough. And you can see it, and I've posted the picture numerous times on my Facebook page and Instagram, that you can see in her smile that it's it's a fake smile. It wasn't enough. And that has been in my mind for so many years. And my my sweet mama, she passed away almost 16 years ago. It'll be 16 years in July. She lost her battle to uterine and ovarian cancer. And now, 16 years later, I have a son. I have her grandson. And he's asking questions about her. And the pictures that I have are ones that it's hard to see her personality because she's ducking the camera. <laughs> Literally like half her body is in the the picture. And you usually had to catch my mom unawares, candid photos because she wouldn't pose for them. She hated posing for pictures, especially after that that time with the dress. Because it was after that that she couldn't maintain that weight loss and so she gained it back and she just kind of gave up after that. And maybe you've done that too. Maybe you've lost weight, gained it back, and felt that that crushing weight, that guilt and shame that comes when you gain the weight back that you've lost. And we'll talk about that later, but my point is, is that I don't have pictures that capture my mom's personality that I can show my son. And that breaks my heart because he will never know how funny she was. I'll never know how she used to laugh and joke and how she used to just be 
so loving and kind because you don't see that in the pictures. You see a woman who's forcing a smile, not wanting to be there. And after she passed away, that really, I, I remember looking at those pictures thinking, man, there are no pictures of her. And I used to do the same. I hated having my picture taken. And it was then that I decided, you know what? No, I want to be in the picture. I want to be remembered. I want to be seen laughing and dancing and smiling because that's that's me. I want my personality to be captured in photos because that's me. And I want my husband to have those. I want my son to have those. I want my grandkids to have those so that they can say, Grandma Kim was like this. She was fiery and confident and passionate and loud and too much and all of the things that can be captured in photos. And I want that. And I want that for you. And I had asked a couple of days ago on, on Facebook and Instagram, what, what have you learned from me? Which was a really hard question for me to ask, but I did it. And I'm so glad because one of the biggest things that you've learned, you and you speaking collectively, maybe you've learned something different, is that you got to be in the picture. And that working toward body acceptance is a non-negotiable. And there is no amount of weight that you can lose that will give you body acceptance. There's none. Because it's with weight loss, it's not like you reach a destination and you're done, right? (laughs) If you've ever done a diet, girl, you know what I'm talking about. It's like you work so hard. You restrict so much. You count the calories. You track the food in your app. You you work out. You sweat. You get on the scale. You drink the water. You eat the healthy foods. You eat the keto foods. And you lose the weight. And for a minute, you feel good. And then it's back to not feeling like enough. And then heaven forbid that weight come back, which it will. 99% of diets fail, friend. 99% that's terrible statistics. Why then do we keep going back to them? And we're going to talk about why in just a second. So full circle moment. It is like week eight of COVID-19 at the time of this recording. And we've been stuck at home. Gyms have been closed. Uh, Parks have been closed. Kids have been out of school, and I don't know about you, but my time to exercise has been drastically reduced, and it's changed, and it's had to look different because I have an only child who doesn't play by himself very well, (laughs) so my alone time is very, very small, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Let's be honest. He's five. There's going to be a day where he's not going to want to play with me anymore, and I dread that day, so he doesn't have to play by himself very much and our priorities have had to shift and there's been a huge wave of anxiety that has taken root in either the conscious or subconscious body and mind of every single person in this world and that has done some damage and I'll speak for myself first that I have gained weight like 
I've put it on. There are pants that I cannot wear. There are bras that do not fit. (laughs) There are clothes that are tight that didn't used to be belts I can't wear. And I have been fortunate enough to have been working on my relationship with my body and food long enough to be okay with it. And I know that there are a lot of people who are not okay with it. And don't get me wrong, I have my moments. This morning was one of them, actually, (laughs) where I was doing my meditation and my stomach kind of had, it kind of rolled over my pants. And they're not tight pants. (laughs) They're not at all. They're yoga pants. And I could feel it. And I had this moment of, of discomfort and I had the tools to to move through it, which is what we're going to talk about today. I mean, I want to to honor the struggle. I want to honor it right now that it is hard. That life is a lot right now, and it can feel overwhelming. It can feel anxiety provoking. Can feel like you've lost all control. That you don't know what to do. And so. Emotional eating has ramped up, and lack of movement and exercise is also ramped up. And when we put those two together, sometimes that means that our bodies change. And maybe you're noticing that your body is changing. And maybe you're okay with the change, and maybe you're not. Maybe you have moments of being okay. Maybe you have moments of not being okay. Maybe you hate it. Maybe you loathe the changes that are taking place. Maybe you're feeling like this is the new normal. I'm never going to go back. I'm never going to lose this weight. I'm never going to have the shape that I did. And I want to talk about that today because that's a hard place to be in. It is such a hard place. So I want to give you kind of a, a framework that you can use when you encounter moments of of just being really critical and aware and judgmental or just not happy with what you see. So I want to give you this framework. And it's a self-coaching framework that a lot of different coaches use. And it's like the self-coaching model. And basically, the self-coaching model says that there's a circumstance that can trigger your thoughts. And those thoughts cause feelings. And those feelings cause an action. And the action gives you a result. And a lot of times it's easy to get stuck into behavioral loops around this where you get triggered by your circumstance and that causes the thoughts, the feelings, the action, and the result. And it's easy to continue cycles because our brain loves what's familiar. We aren't creatures of ex- of asking for new ways of doing things. Do you know what I mean? It's like, give me something I know. Give me something that's familiar, something that's easy. I don't want something that's going to use too much energy. And that's like your primal brain talking. Its goal is to conserve energy. And when we try something new like breaking behavioral patterns and instituting new ones, sometimes it takes a little more energy. So I just want to, first of all, before we even get into it, to just say that I respect you so much for even making it this far in this episode. And then I have so much compassion for you and so much 
grace for you and space because I'm holding both of us right now. I'm holding you and I'm holding me. And I want you to feel empowered and I want you to feel confident. And I know that what we're going to talk about can help you with that if you're ready for it and if you want it. It's yours. So grab your pen because we're going to start with the circumstance. So the circumstance can be that you see your body. Maybe you catch it in a reflection or you walk past a mirror or a window and you look over and you glance and you see yourself. Maybe it's in the bathroom mirror after a shower and you see all of yourself. And you have thoughts about that, don't you? (laughs) You're having thoughts about it right now. And we're going to stick with this circumstance. There are many others, maybe like me, you were sitting and you felt your skin roll or you felt your thighs rub together as you walked or you felt jiggly when you went for a run. You know, it can be so many different circumstances that can trigger this cascade. But I find that the the thoughts, feelings, and actions and result are very similar for all of those circumstances. But we're going to go with this one. So you see your body. What's the thought? What immediately pops into your head when you see your body, especially when you catch it off guard and you're not posed, you know, you don't have your shoulders back and your gut sucked in. It's just like this real, this is real right here. Some of the thoughts that you could have could sound like, ugh, I don't like that. Yee. Oh man, I, wow, that's what I look like. And the whole list goes on. And the base thought is, I really don't like what I see. And that space is so hard. And it's possible, my friend, for you to walk by a mirror and to look in it and to say, ooh, hey girl, I like that. It's possible. And if you stick with me, I'm going to teach you how. And so we've got our thought. I don't like what I see, which leads to the feelings. How do you feel when you look at your body and you don't like what you see? You feel guilty, right? Guilty about your food choices, guilty about your lack of working out, all the things you, quote, should be doing, right? You know how I love to talk about the shoulds. (laughs) You feel bad. You feel shame. What's wrong with me? Why can't I just get the weight off? Everybody else does. What's wrong with me? Not shame, by the way. That's the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt says I did something bad. I did something wrong. Shame says I am bad. I am wrong. There's something wrong with me. And spoiler alert, there is nothing wrong with you. Hear me on that, sister. If you hear nothing else from me today, hear that. There is nothing wrong with you. You're not bad. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault. More on that later. Okay, so you feel bad, you feel guilty, you feel shameful, which leads into an action. So what do you do about it? Right? Even if you decide to do nothing, that's still an action. A lot of times, and what I've seen in my my decade of, of personal training and nutrition work, is a launch into trying to control that, trying to get that uncomfortable feeling to go away 
with action. So either using food in a restricted way or food in an overeating way. I feel like crap about my body, so I might as well just eat whatever I want. Or the flip side, okay, time to dial it in. I got to get back on track. I really have to start, you know, cutting out my carbs. I'm going to go Google search keto. I'm going to do these things, and that's going to make me feel empowered for the moment, right? Which is much better than feeling guilty or shameful. And so you do these things, or maybe it's you go for a run or you work out harder because you want to change your body and you're doing it from that place of guilt, shame, and feeling bad, which P.S., those are low vibration feelings. Those create constriction in the body. Those lower your vibration. And we'll talk about raising the vibration in a second, but just remember that. Log it away. Low vibration. So then the result is what? Continued behavioral patterns, especially if you've done this before. If there have been other times where you felt uncomfortable and you restricted yourself or you went all out or you punished yourself, are there other times in your life when you have done something similar to that? Because you could be rehashing an old coping skill, an old way of doing things that's keeping you stuck in this pattern. I've had so many conversations, so many from women who just, I just don't know what to do. I keep trying and trying and trying, and I just need someone to tell me what to do. Tell me what to eat, tell me how to work out, and I'll do it. And that doesn't work either, does it? So it leaves you feeling disempowered, disenfranchised with the world of weight loss, yet feeling like, That's what you should be doing. You should be trying to change your body size, right? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to be fitter, stronger, sexier, skinnier, more beautiful, cuter, hotter, whatever it is. Heaven forbid you actually be content with your body as it is. Like, what? (laughs) People can't make money on that. So they're going to try to get to you any way they can. You're not going to be enough if you're not doing X, Y, and Z. And that's a a belief that we have. And I'm getting ahead of myself. Can you tell? So that's the action or the result is that continued pattern of behavior. And I want to say to you that what has been true for you before and in the past does not have to be true for you moving forward. Maybe you remember the movie A Knight's Tale. Do you remember this? Heath Ledger, rest in peace. (sighs) He's having this conversation with his dad. I think he was a little boy at this point, not Heath Ledger, but the actor. And he was talking about, you know, wanting to be a knight. And his dad was amazing and said, a man can change his stars. Which meant that your story doesn't have to be your story moving forward. You can change your story. You can change your stars. And what's true, what's been true for you doesn't have to be true for you. Especially when you don't identify your your identity with things that have happened to you. When you decide that you are powerful and you decide that you 
are worthy of living your best life and that the story that you've been carrying doesn't have to be your story anymore. It's a huge shift, huge shift. So how do we do that? How do we change this this framework? How do we change this flow? How do we get out of it? Well, let's take that same circumstance. You see your body, right? The thought is, I don't like what I see. I would say pause right there. Hit the pause button and ask yourself a few questions. You can jot these down if you want to or just kind of keep them logged away. But I want you to think of like the five-year-old you. She's so cute. Can you picture her? Maybe she's pigtails. Maybe she's got a ponytail, long hair, short hair. Maybe she's wearing a dress or overalls or whatever she's doing. Can you picture her? I want you to embody her for just a moment. And I want you to get real curious. Because that's what that's what kids are, right? They're curious. They want to know everything. Everything. Right, Mama? <laughs> so I want you to, to embody her and I want you to ask from her perspective, why? Why don't you like what you see? Why don't you like it? What is it? Is there a specific part that you don't like? Is there a hidden belief about your value based on how you look? And I say hidden because a lot of times it's in like the subconscious part of you because 7% of you is like conscious, right? Like what you're thinking about, what you're, what you're processing, And then there's 93% of you that's just unawares, taking on life, processing things that's not in your awareness, but can be triggered. And so if you have a belief, like if you were taught that people who are overweight are lazy, that was a belief in my household. And it was a rough one. And that's a belief. That's a value, right? If you're overweight, you're lazy. And this is not true, by the way, just in case you're confused about that, about what I'm saying right now. No, but that's the value. That's the belief that I had to overcome. And there are their beliefs. And a lot of times beliefs can be identified by words like should or shouldn't. I should be a certain size. I shouldn't be a certain size. I should eat a certain food. I shouldn't eat this food, right? You see where I'm going with this? Or I have to, have to exercise, or I can't, can't eat carbs, or I need to do this. I need to look a certain way. So those are kind of, I call them like red flag words. And those are how you can kind of identify some of those beliefs is when you hear yourself say or think, can't, have to, should, shouldn't, need to, Those are really big red flag words. So more questions. Could you be happy if your body looked exactly the same way? If you didn't change, could you be happy? And if not, why? Again, asking yourself, getting curious, not judgmental and not critical, like why? But more of a curiosity curiosity, a curious attitude of like, oh, wow, I wonder why. Again, think of your five-year-old self. How would she talk? What have you tried to change 
either your body that didn't work or what have you tried to change your mind that hasn't worked? Maybe you've done counseling before, or maybe you've done Weight Watchers before, or you've tried different things and they haven't worked. What have you tried? Why do you think it hasn't worked? How do you want to feel about your body? And this is a question that's so liberating and empowering when you embrace it. How do you want to feel about your body? Because guess what? You can change the way you think about your body right now. Right now, like in this moment before this episode is over, you can have a completely different mindset about your body. And you might not. Some people are right on the cusp of it and ready to go and just like step into it. And some are just, it takes longer. For me, it took like seven years. (laughs) Friend, like seven years of hardcore weekly counseling to to get to this place and it and it took a lot of brain spotting and it took a long time and it doesn't have to i had this this unconscious belief that that doing personal development work self growth that it takes a long time and it really doesn't have to if you're open it doesn't have to so how do you want to feel about your body and why 5 year old do you want to feel that way why? So when you have that thought, you see yourself in the mirror, you feel your rolls or you feel the rub, the friction, and you're like, ugh. Pause. What thoughts am I having and why am I having them? What beliefs are at play here? Because you can't just change your actions and expect a different result. You got to change the framework, the way that you're thinking about things, the way that you believe things. Change your beliefs, change your thoughts, change your feelings, which changes your actions, which changes your result. So let's let's run it through again. The circumstance, you see your body, thought, you catch it. Maybe it starts negative, but you catch it. You ask yourself a couple of these questions and you come to the conclusion, you know what? I accept or appreciate, or value, I like, and maybe one day you can even get to, I love what I see. And believing it, choosing it, doing things to support that feeling. Which then, if you accept, appreciate, value, like, or love your body, you can Feel good about that. You can feel thankful and peaceful. And then what happens? Your actions change. You can eat without guilt or negativity. You can move your body because it feels good, not because it's a punishment. You can get in the picture with confidence and be seen which then gives you the result of feeling empowered, in control, motivated, confident. And it also means that you break the chain. And I don't know if you can hear the doorknob or the doorbell ringing. My neighborhood kids are trying to get to my son. (laughs) Sorry. You can break the chain. You can break the pattern of behavior. 
you can change your stars. And it's simple and it can be easy and it can also be the hardest thing you've ever done. For me, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. The the hardest work. And it doesn't have to be that way. And if it is feeling hard for you, I want to remind you that you are capable and you can do hard things. That this is completely within your ability. Completely. No matter what your story, you could say, Kim, you don't know my history. Kim, you don't know what it was like. I don't. I'd like to, but I don't. But what's been true for you in the past doesn't have to be true for you moving forward. So recap real quick. When you get to, when you feel triggered and you start to have negative thoughts, and this is more than just your body. I hope you're kind of picking up on that. This can be about anything. But because body stuff right now is so prevalent, that's where I want to land. You have that thought. Take a pause and ask yourself why, especially if it's negative feelings that come up for you. What's happening for me right now? I feel I feel a knot in my stomach. I feel pressure in my shoulders. I feel a tightness in my chest. I feel a, a choking in my throat. Like where in your body do you feel it? And get curious about it. Compassionate curiosity right here instead of criticism. Instead of berating yourself for feeling that way, say, wow, that, that doesn't feel very good. I wonder what I need. Becoming kinder with yourself. And it's that shift. And it takes practice, by the way. This is not a one and done. This is a practice that you start to do. And just recognizing your behavioral patterns, the actions that you do. Are you reaching for food? Are you restricting food? Hmm. Could these be signs that there's a belief and thought imbalance? And how can you get curious and uncover what that is so that then you can feel supported in your body? So really quick, we're, we're going a little bit long here, but really quick, I just want to share with you one of the tools that I've been using as I've been putting on weight, my body's been shifting and changing, and I've been just practicing right along with you. One of the things I've been using is essential oils. And friend, I kid you not, I have used essential oils since 2017. That's when I had my first anxiety attack. And I've been using them ever since, and I love them. I love them. And I kind of kind of have been using them in the background and not really sharing as much. And then in the, you know, in the last six months, it has really been on my heart to share because they're such powerful tools. And one of the ones that I use is grapefruit. And grapefruit, I'm going to read for you from my Essential Emotions book, is all about honoring the body. And it's about body acceptance. And it supports individuals who struggle to honor their body and are caught in patterns of mistreatment. That's exactly what we're talking about today. These forms of abuse may include severe dieting, judging one's body weight or type, and abusing the body through negligent behavior or violence. These acts are often motivated by hate and disgust buried within the psyche, right, the unconscious beliefs, which gets directed toward the physical body, i.e. punishment. Though individuals may obsess over how they look, deep down they never feel they look good enough 
and it's a dissatisfaction that persists. Grapefruit oil is often misused in overly strict dietary and weight loss programs. The reason this oil helps curb emotional eating is because it encourages a positive relationship with one's body based on love, tolerance, and acceptance. Grapefruit encourages integrity by respecting one's physical needs. This oil assists individuals in listening to their true physical needs and impulses. It also assists them in taking responsibility for what they feel. Grapefruit teaches that no amount of food can fill a hole in the heart. Only love can do that. And P.S. That's love from you, not anybody else, just you. As individuals take ownership of their feelings and get the help they need in addressing them, they no longer have a need to hide their feelings behind food, body abuse, strict regimens, eating issues, and other forms of obsession. It it supports positive properties such as respectful, being respectful of physical needs, body acceptance, feeling nourished and healthy relationship with food. Grapefruit has been amazing. Sometimes I do a drop in my water. Sometimes I diffuse it with other oils, but it, it has been so powerful. And if you're curious and if you want tools to help you really be able to support the way that you want to feel about your body, if you want to move into a place of more acceptance, more appreciation, gratitude, and gratefulness and thankfulness for the body that you have, then this oil is an incredible way to do that. So if you have questions about it, feel free to email me, Kim at CaptivatinglyConfident.com. I would love to chat with you. You can also find me on Instagram at Kim.Ludeman, and I'm on Facebook in the Captivatingly Confident community. I would love to chat about oils with you. They are amazing and there has never been a time in our history when we need the support of oils like right now so okay my friend that was a lot you did good way to hang in there I'm so proud of you um the announcement that I promised at the beginning is this I'm so thrilled and excited to to let you know that I'm going to be doing brain spotting training and I'm so, oh, I cannot wait. Um, there'll be more information coming out in the next couple of episodes about what brain spotting is and how you can use it. And it's just incredible. Episode, I think it's 111 or 110 with Esther Prelog, who is a licensed professional counselor. She and I talk about brain spotting and some of the other somatic approaches to processing stuff like this and to really on a much deeper level work through the wounds and trauma that can come as a result of uh, childhood or traumatic experiences and it is just incredible so I'm so excited for that so really cool Tim and I my husband who is a professional counselor we are taking that training together next week so and we'll have much more information coming for you soon. Uh, again, if you have questions about it, I will refer you to that podcast episode. Or you can, again, send me an email, kim at captivatinglyconfident.com. All right, my friend, may you go out this week or stay in this week feeling empowered to change the way that you think about 
your body, and yourself. And may you show yourself unlimited compassion and curiosity. I'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Captivatingly Confident. I am so excited that you're here and investing in yourself. If you want to learn more about Captivatingly Confident, you can visit my website, captivatinglyconfident.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at kim.ludeman. Thank you so much for hanging out today. If you would like to, I invite you to subscribe to the show and also to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Every single review means so, so much to me, and it helps to get the word about Captivatingly Confident out and to help change women's lives. I'll see you next time.